everybody. Live from SoFi Stadium, it is the Ozone. I'm your host, Omar Miller, and I'm here with my brother, Terry Miller, also known as the Icons. <sighs> How you feeling? Great. I'd like you to refer to me as champ from now on. Ah, you do, are the champ for this season. <laughs> Very well, folks. You do what you do. I do what I do. I take down scores. Ladies and gentlemen, I won my fantasy baseball league. Nice, tasty pie. Get ready to say, nice little piece of change. Nice piece of change. You get to win some money. I'm going to read you guys off my lineup just because just because I love you. So you guys can, can hear about what I got going. And away we go. This was the winning lineup for the fantasy O-Dub. At catcher, we have a, a super surprise. A super surprise. I mean, a crazy surprise. Mr. Salvador Perez. If Salvador, if it wasn't for Otani, Salvador Perez should be the MVP. How? It's it's still difficult, even with Otani that's looking like Vlad, because when guys don't make the playoffs, yeah. I mean Otani but, but is Vlad clearly... but are, is Vlad them gonna make the playoffs? The reason why I only go with Otani over Salvador Perez is for the simple fact that Otani brings in mega worldwide, you know coverage. coverage. He's a superstar. Yeah, and he's the most valuable player to the sport at this point. But not because there needs to be not a just yeah, yeah, not just because of his sort. numbers, but because what he's doing in the sport and what he's driving, the traffic that he's driving to the sport now. He's putting a lot of eyes on the sport. Yeah, there are people who were totally and completely yes. not he's bringing interested. another country. Just you know, yeah. it's worldwide. It's worldwide, and without speaking English, which is exactly. not a prerequisite. His play does the talking for him. Exactly, and he goes both ways, and it's very impressive because he's. Dominant on both sides. And he's humble at the same time. Super humble. And he looks like a a grown man playing a child's game. Yes. He's having a good time. He enjoys the game. Total stud. Yeah. All right. So, Salvi Perez is in contention. Might win the home run title. I mean. 46 bombs, man. I mean, this dude is leaving the yard. He broke Johnny Bench's record. Which is a record I didn't think would get broken, to be honest. Yeah. Johnny Bench sent him out a shout out. Oh, did he? Yes. Wow. Was he holding all the baseballs? No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Then I got. Frank Schwindel, not Lindell. <laughs> and uh, Schwindel, he was a pickup because my man, our starter for the year, Jesus Aguiar, deserves honorable mention, but he went down with a knee. What he still gets going? a ring, though, oh, doesn't he? Don't you we get a knee? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a knee. He's got a knee. <laughs> yeah, and so, uh, yeah, oh, he still gets a ring. Okay. Are you crazy? He carried the team. Okay. He had 100 ribeyes this year. And see, the reason I won, folks, I just want to let you know, I had a ragtag group of fugitives you did. That, that was not name value. I didn't get the marquee. But I have the marquee. Oh, you got marquee. And you got shut down. And I buy this dude. <laughs> buy the chat. All right, going to run through it quick because we understand that you guys, you know, you guys have other stuff to do besides They're on a time-space continuum. Oh, absolutely. Now, press the supernova. And that second base, we got starting Gene Segura. He's Gene Segura a sleeper cell. is a super sleeper cell for you in fantasy on a daily. He won't be next year. He won't be. People are going to pick him up. But he hits the ball, man. Yeah. Gene hits he, the ball. He, he just has to stay deep. healthy. Yeah, that's all it is for him. He can go deep. He plays decent defense, and he has he gets knocks. I think he's in 305, 307, something like that. Great ball player. This is a great way to run through what's going on in right. baseball, too. Exactly. Because he's been, a, he's been a key component for these Phillies who are trying to eke out this National League East. Phillies aren't real. And I don't feel like they're real. Yeah. I really don't. And because I feel they like just the lost. are real. Yeah, but they just, they just lost to the Orioles. You can't lose to the Orioles. Not at this point. No. Not at this point. Ugly. Uh, the first two players that are on my squad, we don't even need to talk about their teams because they're not really going anywhere. And my starting third baseman isn't really going anywhere either, and it's former MVP Josh Donaldson. There was a season when Josh Donaldson was the best player in the league. and uh, That season he, has passed. That season has passed, and he battles a lot of injuries. Seems like a great guy, though. I hung out with him one day. He was a really fun dude. And, uh, but he, he showed up for me. He showed up for me when he played. Now, 
Let's get to where the rubber meets the road. At shortstop, we got starting Brandon Crawford. Now, for me, Brandon Crawford should be in the MVP conversation. Key guy this year. I mean, he's been consistent the whole year. Yeah, he's been consistent the whole year. I mean, what does he have, like 21 bombs? Uh, Nice, nice. Yeah, 299 or whatever. Still got crazy leather. And they're in first place. And they're in first place. And that guy knows how to win. He knows how to win. He does the small things. Right. That dude knows how to win. He's looking for number four. Yeah. People keep sleeping on the Giants, and it's a problem. Because I'm telling you, that acquisition of Chris Bryant, in my opinion, was clutch. Took him over the top. It may have. I still think they need a little bit more help in the bullpen. They have that kid, too. Was it Lamont Wade? He's Lamont, you big dummy. (laughs) (laughs) They got Lamont out Uh there. They got Lamont. Lamont putting up numbers. It is. How about Anthony Goes? Came out through a C-note. I'd love to see that. Me, too. Come back after a couple years. Anthony Goes was a, was an outfielder for the Blue Jays. Played in Bellflower. Yep. He's Played an Bellflower. LA All-Star. Uh-huh. And then and then he uh he 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 his 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 fielding career ended and he reinvented himself as a pitcher because, because he, he had, always a hose. had a hose. Yes. Always had a hose. Yes. And he reinvented himself as a pitcher and came back and and got in the game the other day. Struck out Salvi. And struck out Salvi. High cheese, C note. Buzz. C note. Great work. I'm Buzz. really happy for Anthony Goes. I was too. Really happy for him. Um, but he's not on my team. Who is on my team starting in uh, in, in the outfield is Mitch Haniger. Mitch Haniger, another sleeper cell, is a sleeper that's having a great season on a team that's better than I expected. I have to say, the 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 Mariners got a lot of these young guys that they're letting play, and Kyle Seager's having a crazy season now. Again, a bounce back season. The Seager boys know how to play baseball, man. Yeah, I think Kyle, uh, Kyle Seager's batting average is not that high though, right? No, it's a, he he made a swap kind of like Joey Votto did, right? And it's funny because I wonder what made these guys look and say that. Say, you know what? Maybe I don't need to be on base as much. Or maybe I don't need to take as many walks. I can strike out more, but I'm leaving the yard. Well, I think that's pending on where they put him in the lineup also. Because that's big. I don't know if he's ever switched. I mean, he's always been a middle-of-the-order guy for them. Yeah, but if you move him from the three three to the four, then you can start. If you're in the four-hole, you know the three-hole is your bread and butter. The four-hole needs to get out of Dodge. He needs to get out and get in the seats. He needs to get in the seats. And Mitch Hanniger's been doing that. No batting average, uh, but... A lot of ribeyes. Nobody cares about the low batting average you know anymore. That's in two hole most of the time. Really? Yeah, from what I've seen. Uh, and then the sleeper cell, who the icons told me not to drop because I was so frustrated with him at the beginning of the season, is Tay Oscar Hernandez. <laughs> You've already dropped him. Forget about it. He got COVID. And I was like, this dude, stay out the club. <laughs> I can't. And, and I was going to drop him. I can't remember who the other guy was that I, that I was going to drop. And you, you said, wait. well, you shouldn't drop Tay Oscar Hernandez. <laughs> and he really took me Was it the 31 bombs later? And he put up like fifty five or something in the the second the first week of the finals. Come on, he's he's been on a tear since the All Star break. He went deep yesterday. He goes deep just about every day. Yeah, and that lineup is berserk. Now, somebody who carried me through the middle of the season, and uh, to go back to Toronto, I, you know, I still love Toronto for the wild card. I would love for them to get in, uh, even though Robbie Ray got dusted yesterday, which is the first time in a long time. But got dusted. He did. He got crazy suited. Got crazy got him a bag of dust. <laughs> <laughs> he got crazy suited. Yeah, he was on that dust, but uh, but but the team is solid. They don't have a bullpen, so they will not compete for the World Series, in my opinion. Uh, but the lineup does not stop. No, Marcus Simeon's got forty bombs. Come on, man, forty-one bombs, something like crazy. Like George that. Springer hasn't even played half a season. And he's, he's got nice. crazy numbers. I, I think. Forget about Vlad. Yeah, Bobichet. I think is in Grille. the thirties. Vlad is almost touching fifty. I mean, they got they they got offense up there, eh? With the maple syrup. Then my guy that carried me until he got hurt, who really made this season what it was, was a sleeper that I picked up because I love his work in Chicago. Even though he killed the Dodgers and then he killed the Indians, is Mr. Kyle Schwarber. Oh yeah, 
Kyle Schwarber oh, yeah. busted heads. Yeah. And there was a period where he was on a tear with the Nationals earlier where you couldn't get him out. And I think he hit 16 bombs in 18 days or something insane he went crazy. like that. Then he pulled, what did he do? Pull a hammy? Yeah, yeah but he got a hammy? Yeah, he's, he's got, got a yeah, 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 hammy. He's got a hammy. He's got a hammy. <laughs> Come on, you It's a hammy. Damn. He's got to go. <laughs> and, and he had to sit out for a while. But then he got traded to Boston, who's now a contender. And, uh, Boston's been a contender slash pretender the whole year. It is. They are Just it, a lot like both. the Yankees. I Worse. The Yankees are worse. the worst? No, the oh. Yankees are worse. Oh, you're going to say the Yankees. The Yankees are absolute pretenders. Yes. And, and it's, it's really unfortunate because not even about the money, about the names and about the talent that they have. I think this is a testament to what you see when you don't have the proper chemistry. Right. And I don't know if it's not the proper chemistry between the coach and the players or the players and the players. I think it's a little bit of both. Really? Yeah. But Aaron Boone, I think that you some of his calls are questionable. Yes. I just don't. I just don't think that they're a good team. I, honestly, they're not. And a the good record team. is showing what they are. Really, yes, they lose to terrible teams. Yes, consistently, bullpen is bad. I mean, just they're not good. They dealt with a lot of injuries, hey, but everybody they didn't has. Deal with them well, <laughs> everybody has. I mean, it's all about the Strohs, baby. Strohs, Strohs. Moving on. <laughs> uh, but I digress. My <laughs> my DH is Mr. Matt Olson. Another 36 bombs, 38 bombs. Huh? Matt Olson's the kind of guy that what kind of guy always is he? said he's a stand-up guy <laughs> yeah. at first base. He stands up and he holds his glove out. But he's the kind of guy that we always said if he plays, he's going to hit bombs. He's going to hit bombs. That's his, his stroke. That's what he does. Got and that's what he's been doing. And on the bench, we got, a, we got Jesus Aguilar, as aforementioned, uh, down in Miami. Put in work, even, you know. Even on a team that was a What about the team. starting rotation? That's what we need to get to. Well, I want to get to a couple people that deserve honorable mention because I had Luis. Make uh, it quick. Make uh, it quick. I, I had Luis Arias from Minnesota, <laughs> and he played multiple positions for me, especially yeah, that's when big John Donaldson was hurt. Huge in fantasy uh, and fantasy. Minnesota's not going anywhere. What can you do? Sleep yourself for next year for you guys. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. This kid is a fantasy star because he can steal bags. He gets knocks every now and then he goes deep. He's a good ball player. But kudos to the Rangers because he came up as a catcher and they moved him out of that catching position. They moved him to third base and then they moved him to shortstop. And he's actually being productive because they would have killed his legs being back there. Yes, absolutely. And then the two guys who overperformed slash underperformed are Will Myers and Tommy Pham, which is representative. What's up, Pham? Came back from getting stabbed outside the strip club and uh, had a good season. But at the same time, now they're doing the platoon thing with uh, Tatis. And in general... Both of these guys are indicative of what the San Diego season has been. Up, up and, and down, down, inconsistent. Rolling coaster. Roller coaster. Yeah. I Not mean, when, rolling it's, when it's up, it's way up. Yes. You know what I mean? They, they, they On any given day, team. you don't want to run into them. No. No. You never can tell what Blake Snell is going to show up. You Darvish has been hurt most of the year. And then he's had I mean, games where he absolutely deals. You have Denison Lamette that's not hasn't really pitched well because he's been hurt for most of the year. And Chris not, Paddock never showed up yeah. to be what he was advertised to yeah. be yet. It's still young, but, you know. Young in the game. Young in the game. But I tell you this much. San Diego, you never have to worry about winning a World Series with a shortstop making 40, 50 errors a season. It does not work. It won't happen. Will not happen. But I think they're going to keep him in the outfield probably. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. And it's a good cover, the shoulder, for them. What, what do you got, a shoulder? <laughs> it's a good cover for them to move him to the outfield yeah. under the guise of So his, they won't crush his, his ego and everything else. Yeah. But he is not what he needs to be at short. The only thing that I disagree with him with is not moving Manny Machado back to short. Who might be the best shortstop in baseball. Yes. But he's playing third base. This is how you mess around and don't go anywhere. (laughs) All right. So then we got 
my starting rotation, a player that I traded the icons for, Mr. Dylan Cease. Inconsistent, just like the Chicago White Sox. But he's in first place, and when he's good, he's really good. Yeah, but the thing of it is, in fantasy-wise, he doesn't hurt you because he strikes out so many people. So even, even when, when you take that good. loss, yeah, he's striking out 10 people a game. Yeah, and he's a part of a key uh, uh, rotation on whether or not that rotation is going to determine how far they go. Well, Rodon just got hurt, and they're not real either. And Giolito hasn't been as good as Giolito's been. Right. Dylan C seems like he can only pitch at home. Mm-hmm. He gets dug on the road for some reason. They're not real. But if they can get you past six, you got problems. Yes. I don't because their bullpen is real. Moving on, I got Max Freed. Max Freed had a slow start and he's been coming on lately. He had a slow start because of injury, though. Yeah. But then even when he came back, and you could argue that it was the lingering effects of the injury. Right. But when he came back, he wasn't the same guy that he normally is. Did I mention Astros? <laughs> I don't have any of those bums on my team. Moving on, Steven Matz, bounce back year up in Toronto. Really happy for him. I stuck with Robbie Ray. I actually have a Toronto-heavy rotation. I stuck with Robbie Ray. because paid Ray off. Strikes, off. strikes out a lot of guys. Might win the Cy Young. Jose Barrios from Minnesota actually ended up getting traded to Toronto. Seems like the pitching coach over there got his mind right because he's been better ever since he got over there. Right. And the anchor, Mr. Clayton Kershaw. Hats off to you, champ. You've been hurt, but you delivered early and late for me. That's and what he does. That's what he does. And my closer is Kenley Jansen, and the sleeper cell closer I picked up off the waiver wire is Scott Barlow, ladies and gentlemen. And, oh, don't do it. I'd see, I was nice. Ah, ah, kid. with a serial killer. <laughs> has a mean streak. And thank God he just got that Beatle out of here without getting him out of here, taking him to the other side. Anyways, that's, uh, that's my, my fantasy wrap-up and pretty much our baseball wrap-up. The only thing that we got besides that is talking about the Astros. I don't have any Astros on my team. How do you feel about the Astros' chances? Going? I don't know. I don't want to talk about the Astros. Oh, good. Neither do I. Moving on. <laughs> mm. The Astros, it's going to be between the Tampa Bay Rays and the Astros coming out of the, the, the American League. And I t- I, I'm taking the Astros for the simple fact is that they can hit tough pitching. And that's what it takes to be able to get past Tampa Bay. Now, Tampa Bay literally is not a glamorous squad. They're almost like your fantasy team. But they yes. win. <laughs> and, they, <laughs> and, they bring, and they bring out pitchers after pitcher after pitcher after pitcher, and they never stop. So you have to have, be able to have – And they lost in a World Series last year, which yes. is a big deal to get to the next step of winning. So you have to – you know, they have to literally – in order for them, I feel like they have to go past the Astros, and the Astros are going to give you tough at bats. The Astros – just like Tampa Bay brings out all those pitchers, the Astros keep bringing kids out that can swing the stick. It never stops with them. They can get rid of George Springer and still don't miss a beat. Yeah. I mean, it's just they're a great organization. I don't know about a great organization, but they are a great team. organization. Mm. <laughs> Very well, then. Moving on, we got a special guest. Welcome to the Ozone, Nanito. Man, appreciate you coming on. Thank you for taking time. Yes. And I just want to start with a, with an, a, 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 a tribute, an ode to you. Because you know what, man? First time that I saw you was when it was StubHub. And you've had some of your career highlights at in Carson. Right. And I to the point where, honest to God, I always felt like you were from L.A. I thought you were from the South Bay. Right. Because a lot of cats that fight, especially when they first start having fights there, back when it was the Home Depot Center, a lot of cats were from L.A. that were fighting there. And, man, I remember watching a fight and being like, man, this is this dude, this is a little Filipino dude that's out there with the biggest heart in this. I don't even know how he can walk around his heart is so big. <laughs> he is out there chunking him. And you know what? When we met you, we met you through another champ, through Jelena Marjanovic. And 
you're always so humble, man. And I just want to really, we talk a lot here on the Ozone about the world. You know, we go beyond sports and we talk about the state of the world with sports and how sport is supposed to represent the best of us in the world. You know, and unfortunately now, it's not always that way. We have a lot of people cheating. You have a lot of people doing bad business in general. And unfortunately, a lot of times we see the bad guy win. And you're somebody who, just like you said, man, you're at the house, you're with your wife, you're with your kids, you're a role model for a lot of people in a lot of ways. And I just want to thank you for who you are because with the way that the world is upside down now, man, you got to give people their flowers now. Right. And you deserve it, man. You deserve it, champ. Thank you, brother. Thank you, man. You know, that's the thing is that the world in itself has always been the way it is, Mm. except that now the social media, now people are catching on to things, you know, from 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 I would say from police brutality to to just anything, you know, from cheating in the sports, you know, um, from from even the boxing is like the wild, wild west boxing world, is like wild, wild west. We um we constantly get get uh, um, beaten down by the by the managers, the agents, and especially promotion. You know, from the from the from the way way back, from the time of, of Don King, and and even even till these days. You know, right. um, it's always happened. It's always happening. And and now that, that that it's in the view of of the world, things can change. Yes. You know, and that's something that we can look forward to now is that it's in the view instead of looking at it in, in, in a perspective like, man, it's just messed up. Right. You know, we can look at it now like, OK, we can change something. You know, now we can't be bullied about it now because we got people behind our, our back. You know, you get the YouTube guys who's getting paid more than all these fighters that have been spending blood, years, blood, tears and you name crazy, it, you know. So, I mean, they did what they needed to do. You know, I, I don't hate on that. But what I'm saying is is now we can get the people's back behind us as long as we can all connect and unite to help the sport. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm a big, avid uh, um, supporter to drug testing because our lives are on the line. 100%. You know? 100%. So, and I don't understand this, this. I don't understand this concept that a lot of people have about juicing like it's not a big deal. Right. It, because because we had Tony Jeffries on last week and Tony was talking about it. it's like, hey, man, this isn't hitting the baseball. I don't like juicing in baseball either, but this no. isn't in the baseball. This isn't, you know, driving a race car, tennis. or something This is a like combat that. sport. It's a combat sport. And if the, if the playing field, even when the playing field is level, you're putting your life at risk. So when you're talking about a slanted playing field, it, it's really it's really over the top. I'm glad I'm glad you moved into that and touched on that. Because it's important to the integrity of the sport. Um, and, and boxing is already having a hard time competing competing with other combat sports because of faulty scoring, because of guys not fighting the right guy. Now, I want to talk to you about this. You, you mentioned about getting jerked by promoters and about the, just the history of corruption in boxing. You eliminated all that because you keep it all in-house. Right. Tell us yeah. about the, the working relationship between your wife, the brilliant Rachel there. And what she does and what she's doing, you know, with you and your career and how you guys came to that decision. Well, first, um, throughout the years, well, first, I want to congratulate her as first woman to have a trainer's belt from the WBC. You know, Unbelievable. Because, that's a, yeah, that's Unbelievable. awesome. Man, that's awesome. <laughs> the first woman to ever have a, a trainer's belt. I mean, she's done everything else. And like you said, you know, the in-house thing. I mean, we've, we've worked so hard, 
in creating um, that 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 whole system because I mean in the past it was thirty percent this, ten percent that, you know it was always that. By the time we had we 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 uh, you know actually got your saw, money, it wasn't no money. Anything, it was it was like thirty percent or twenty percent. Right, that right. Was, out of the hundred percent, you know, so plus the tax, you know, and all of that stuff. So I mean, there, there were a lot of fighters are, are 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 gone through all of that, and then so we decided to learn the game. Right. You know, we decided to learn the game. We start to understand things. We ask questions, and, and um, from that moment on, I mean, uh, my wife's very amazing and brilliant and very intelligent that she understood the the concept of of being a manager and 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 having a conversation and not. Giving things. I mean, there was there was a time in 20, 2011 or twenty twelve um, that I didn't fight for almost a year because twenty eleven. She's checking me up. So Rachel, you can jump on. It's all good. Ain't nobody scared of you. Yeah. You can jump on. We're giving you love. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So she knows all the facts. Um, but yes, hey, yes. hey. there. How you feeling? The boss lady. Hey, hey. I see you. Congrats. So, so, um, you know, uh, so it came to that point where, you know, she, uh, would not, she, she believed in my, in my, in what I, what my worth was, uh-huh. yes. you know, almost a year we didn't, we didn't fight because they were, they were, you know, it wasn't something that it was, it was, uh, it was fair or right. It literally know? was and, not worth the risk. It wasn't worth it. But in, in a case like that, that should extend your career, right? If you get the layoff for a year or so, don't you think that that helps with your career as well? Oh, yeah. You know, that's the thing why I'm coming back stronger is because, mm. you know, you when, when you come to when you're always going straight up, break, breaking walls, trying to break walls, trying to break walls, you don't see what's around you. Mm-hmm. And so when I took back because of the pandemic for almost two years, there was a lot of healing, you know, in my body, mm. all of that stuff. And and I came back really strong because I feel good, you mm-hmm. know. So but I mean, going back to to that, I mean, she. She 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 can tell you all about. It. She she's feisty, so I'm the nice well, I, guy. I, I want to hear I want to hear about it, Rachel, on the real because the workouts that I see you guys doing online that I understand that you actually craft that you put the stuff together, man, this is serious business. I see y'all out there, man. I see right. you and Jesse and and uh, Jelena out there getting it in in the desert in a sauna. This is like some right. rocky eight type stuff where you see it, you're like, man, ain't nobody doing that. And it's 115 degrees, and y'all out there working it. And now, did you have a, a background in fitness, or what was it? Or did you just actually study and say, this is what we need to be the most successful for Nanito, his body type, and the explosion that he needs for for fighting? Well, so um, I grew up in Taekwondo since the age of eight. Mm. And then I think I, I won my first nationals at 12. Then from then on, when I was able to make, like, team – then uh, the team spots as a black belt. Then from that on, that point on until I was 23, I was on the collegiate team, national team, Philippine national team, and military team when I was in the military. Um, wow. So, so Rachel got I, all the smoke. She'll break you down. She'll break you break down. down. You need a spot. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so when we met, um, it was, uh, you know, he was fighting, I was still fighting. And we would argue over, um, for example, he'll say, like, let's go run the hills. It's about 10 miles. And I'm like, why? <laughs> and he, I was, he's like, don't you run? And I was like, no. 
And he was like, well, why don't you run? I was like, I work on fast twitch muscles. And we're talking about when I implemented that, that was about, gosh, when, I, yeah, around like 2002, 2003. Early. And then you met in 2007. So I knew, I used to, I used she to. She was hitting on me. I love it. She was hitting on me. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting it out there. She's your DMs in real life. <laughs> About that. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but you were yeah. already an expert on that sort of training by the time you guys met. Uh oh. Yeah. Well, one thing that she understood was that implementing what is in the ring to uh, to translate, you know, anything that we do outside, because you got to use it. You know, you, 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 when you run for, so for, for a marathon, you ain't running a marathon. No. You're fighting right. in, and there's a lot of fast twitch, you know, there's a lot of variety in, 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 uh, and all of that stuff. In the that, needs that goes of what in, it is that you, that yeah. you need uh-huh. to, to perform. Well, now you got crazy, yeah. crazy explosion. I mean, this last fight set the world on pie, on fire. People, man, people. That was unbelievable. So, I, I hit him. I'm so I told- excited about this fight. <laughs> Congratulations. Right. And, and you know, everybody, really wanted you to to and i want to give but since we got both of you guys here i want to give you guys the opportunity to clear this up once and for all everybody thought that the next fight was going to be with casimero casimero ended up fighting rigondao mm-hmm. rigondial in a fight that people considered the, the most boring fight of the year not the greatest fight of the year <laughs> but the most boring fight of the year nobody was excited about that fight or the outcome now you got the belt you got the dub what happened there, I got a two-part question for both of you guys. You guys determine how you answer it. What happened with how that fight fell apart? Because I kept hearing different stuff, you know, in the media on why the fight, the, the fight fell apart. And then what's next? It, I, I mean, I see that the WBC just ordered a fight for you. Is that fight obviously not looking past anyone? But is that fight uh, uh, mandatory that you're going to do with sights on a rematch with Inouye? Is Casimero still in the mix? What's, what's the deal? Talk to us. Well, manager can talk to you about all of that stuff, but you know, if, uh, for me, it's you know, because she deals with a lot of that stuff. For me, um, things are always going to be possible with boxing. We've known, you know, there's there's people sidestepping to uh, to to get the the real fight. So all of that stuff, just the negotiation and all that. Got it. Um, yeah, and and for the the Casimiro thing in the past that didn't happen was because of the Vada thing that didn't. He didn't want to test. Right. Yeah, and and when they did want when when I gave them the ultimatum, that's when they try to you know they try, try to, to make it, hype it out, smoke and mirrors it to be something else. Well, yeah, and I think a lot of the people, the problem is so you know after Nonito fought, he wanted to fight Casimiro, but he already had that uh, the fight with Rigondeaux planned, and so um, you know we talked to Richard Schaefer, he talked to him, and he's like, "Can I step in?" And he's like, "Do you really want to step in? Like this is how many weeks?" He's like. It was a three-round fight. I'm not injured. Let's go. So we pushed to have it done. And um, all of this stuff is normally within the contract anyway, as far as um, random blood testing, medicals, now COVID testing, you know, all the fun stuff, uh, medical work that you have to do. So what happened was, you know, we kept asking them for the lot of paperwork and they kept, like we said, smoke and mirrors, like, there's three different types of VADA testing, right? There's WBC clean. Now, what people don't understand about WBC clean is there's 10 fighters per weight division, male and female, that they have to test. 
And there's only a certain amount of money that is put into that pool every month. So I don't know how much the test costs, one to $5,000 per test, let's just say, then how many fighters can you test? Maybe two a month. And that's how many people in the scope of, you know, 12 months. Um, that's the, the WBC clean. Then VADA 24-7 is for training camp. So you and I decide to fight. Then we're going to agree. That no, we won't. I disagree. I don't, I don't agree. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I, got, I, got a, I got a shoulder. A shoulder, shoulder. We got a shoulder. We got a shoulder. We got a shoulder. We got a shoulder. He's going to be out until next year. I'm out. I'm out until 2035. Yeah. So it's going to, I'm a slow healer. <laughs> I'm actually injured too. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Sorry. So, so we, the proverbial, you and I agree to a fight. Yeah. So the weird part is when you do it for a fight and if you have enough time, there starts to be a, a negotiation on, well, I only want to test six weeks out. And let's say we want to test 10 to 12 weeks out. Where is the even medium? And why don't you want to test earlier? Exactly. 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 So that's the 24-7. Then you have the 24-7, 365, which is individual all the way throughout the year. doesn't matter who you're fighting. Um, they'll show up anywhere. And they followed us. Gosh, For a everywhere. couple of years, they follow us everywhere. So every every time that I was – if I was in Japan, I got to tell them where I was in Japan. If I was in the Philippines, you know, I, I got to tell them where I am, where exactly – the location and time and all that stuff. So I've done that for a couple of years just to show people that, you know, I, that You're clean, clean boxing, you don't, you don't uh, need any of that stuff. You just work hard, <laughs> you know? It's sacrifice. So, it's sacrifice. Yeah. You have to make the sacrifice and the discipline. So they were, they were banking on saying, you know, Vada 24-7, and they were actually only in the WBC clean program. So I, you know, of course, followed up with, um, with, WBC and asked him and they said yes in the program but we can't find him so wow. I'm over here <laughs> wow it's your responsibility as a boxer or as the manager to update the whereabouts forms whenever it changes so if we decide to go to San Francisco and do the training camp we have to fill it out send it in they're not going to chase you right um and I brought it to their attention they said we don't know how to contact him I had to give them the email of MP promoter uh, Sean Gibbons. And then, then that's when they put that one in. Then it was, then it was the, the actual VADA 24 seven for the fight camp that wasn't getting earned in. Um, wow. They made. He's um, dirty. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like first they said, we're not going to pay for it. And then and I, I said, said yeah. she said, I'll yeah. pay for it. <laughs> yeah, uh, then yeah. they give us the money. I was like, you're out of your mind. And then <laughs> give us the money. Then, <laughs> I'm like testing the money. Wow. We didn't feel like we were ever because the last one, the last tweet that pretty much set me off was he they sent a picture of the, the top of the Vada form and it says application and whereabouts. And he's like Vada 24 seven enrolled and he tagged me. And so I emailed Vada. I go, do I pay the invoice now or what's going on? And they emailed me back. We haven't received anything. I was like, this is a bunch of jokes. You guys uh, are just going to keep doing it. Right. So the, the game, there was so many games played and I ain't about to just play that game. I mean, I've been in the game for so nah, long. Right. And a rookie. You know what so it long is. That I'm like, you know what, kid? You know, I, I, I don't play that game. And so, you got a belt. Well, let me ask you this, though. Is it harder because you guys aren't in the stable? 
you know, because I know that all of the fighters nowadays are unstable. So is it harder for you when you try to, you know, enact something like that? Or is that a stable thing, you know? Not, not quite. I mean, you know, it's, it's just an individual. Uh, the boxing was individual sports, but they do have that stable and stuff like that. But, but ultimately, the, it, it's the manager, boxer, and then the promoter, you know, and, and, and it goes from there. So it's, it's very simple. It's just that some people are going to play games and, and, you know, and that, that's something that I can't control. And so we move on to a different guy. Well, like, for example, the WBSS was an amazing tournament, um, the tournament he was in with Inoue. Every single participant within the WBSS, the 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 one the fighters that were in it, and also the replacement fighters that were underneath them, all were vada tested twenty four seven three sixty. Oh wow! I really so, feel personally, I feel like there needs to be more of those super series and more of the tournaments to force who's supposed to fight to right. fight one another. We're really big on our show talking about the danger of the stables. Yeah, because. The stables actually seem to prevent more fights than it actually promotes. And it's cannibalizing the sport. It fully cannibalizes the sport because you don't get to see the guys fight. I've heard a lot of questionable things about Dana White as far as being a businessman. But from the consumer's perspective, I'm not a, I'm not a big UFC MMA guy. But the guys who are supposed to fight always fight. Right. You get down to the bottom of who's the best because there is no question – for one, you don't have a lot of questions about scorecards because most of them end brutally. But you also get down to the bottom of who's supposed to fight one another instead of, well, this guy's ranked this and this guy's ranked that. Well, this guy's in this stable, and so he'll fight another guy in right. this stable and so on and so forth. And it seems to be a deterrent. Now, in my opinion, you have defied the odds to this point. I think, just like Terry said, just like you said, the time off that you've taken in between fights has actually worked in your favor in a lot of ways. It's it's kept you from wear and tear in a lot of ways. There was a period that I thought you had retired or you were going to retire. Right. And it seems like it was just inactivity for healing and for perspective. And I know how, how introspective you are as a man, you know, mm-hmm. and, and about your faith and your life. Now knowing I didn't know that, you know, obviously from outside, from a distance. Now, the COVID situation, if I'm correct, the fight that just passed was the first time you fought in about a year or more, close right? To, close to two years. A year and a half. Yeah, yeah. about a year mm-hmm. and a half. Now you're about to mix it back up. Do you feel like the leverage of the win and the momentum that you have puts you back in a position to fight whoever you want? And do you have a plan for wrapping it up? Because I, I always wonder this about the fighters, because we all have watched fights forever. The fighter is always the last person to know that they should retire. Always. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, do you have an out plan, like you're saying, hey, I'm doing four more fights, I'm doing five more fights, or I just want this one rematch? I'm telling you, man, that ain't a way fight. Oh, my God. I, was, I didn't I see was, a lot of you. Oh, my God. I was he, he talking about, about he, he, I, I, You got to watch this. You got to watch this. You, you didn't see this? <laughs> because there's so much hype in boxing, and I understand it because I'm in show business, and so much of it is is show. You know what I mean? So much of it is smoke and mirrors to make you think one guy, the new guy is going to, you know, they, they need to milk the people for what it is. They uh-huh. do the same thing to us as, as performers. I understand it. This kid actually is a genuine article, but I'm going to tell you something. Nobody pushing to the limit that you pushed him to. And I actually think you made him so much better from that point with that fight. I really wonder what would happen in a rematch. And I also wonder, take me through that fight because man, you dug so deep. I, th- <laughs> I, I thought you might knock him out. At one point, 
Oh yeah, almost, almost it. I mean, it was a back and forth thing. You know, as much as he got better, and you saw the last performance for me, I got better too. I you see know, that. It, it relived um, my desire, my determination, and my determination to learn. This is where I believe that I've gotten so much, so much better, and I'm very, very confident. And so we want the rematch because we know what I'm capable of now. Yes. Um, gonna be a really good fight it I'm is and I, I you know i came in there and i just i you know there was just one thing in my head was just you know he said that it was gonna make me run and it, and, and in my head was just i'm just gonna bang it out you know now you know, and 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 i and he and he the first moment he tried to press on me and he felt the power hey, you popped him. Started, yeah he started uh backpedaling you know but he was smart he was smart and he got a lot of power too um but I mean, man, I, it was exciting for that. I really want to do it again. <laughs> because you know what? They set cool, you man. up. I love that kind of <laughs> They set you up. They set you up. The industry set you up like this was a pass the tour. Right. I don't think they expected you to get that far in the tournament, in, 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 in real life, for real. I don't think that they – I think they all underestimated you. They didn't expect you to get there. Then when you got there, it was like, okay, this is going to be a pass the torch. This is going to be but, a retirement ceremony, blah, 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 blah. And you showed up. Man, yep. you showed up. He I, did. I, oh, my God. I thought you were going to I, I, call, I was going crazy. I was going nuts. But now but now it seems like. The- about, like, everything about, like, the industry and the passing, right? Like, that, it didn't just end there. When we were doing the uh, the B-roll for um, for the Ubali fight, um, you know, Showtime had some uh, production company come over and ask questions. Oh, their, their, question, their question was about me retiring. Uh, and she I, got. I was like, you better do that all over. You know, they did about an hour of interviews <laughs> and all this stuff. It's like, no, I don't like that question that you're asking. He is not retiring. He didn't say nothing about retiring. That came from I, your mouth. Yeah, so, um, he <laughs> so they were trying to put you in a nursing home. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll answer the question. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then so his, uh, one of our corner guys was looking at me and he was like, what's up? And I was like, this is BS, man. And he was like, do you want me to talk to her? I was like, tell her to come over here. And she, she, they were like, they were like, oh yeah, they, yeah, they put this away, and she said, no, no, no. She goes, she's like, uh, did you have an issue with the interview? Like, was that an issue? Was I was like, was that an interview, or were you telling him he was going to retire? Because if that's not what we're here for. We're here to promote, to promote right future in this right. Part, yeah, huge. You know, like what we're doing. I was like, because that was some BS. I was like, you're basically telling him that this is his retirement. You have no right to sit. I was like, put the lights back on, redo the damn thing. Ooh. And so they- <laughs> that's exactly what they did. <laughs> you know, but, but see that, that that's the thing. That's the thing is that fighters, you know, we, we don't know outside of, 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 you know, of fighting that we'll take whatever is given to us. Right. It takes a, a team. And for me, my wife has been there to really guide me, you know, to be, to really say no, Cause for us, I'm like, ah, we'll just fight. Yep, you know, yeah, let's do it. Yep, I want to mix <laughs> it up. You want to mix but, it up? <laughs> but, that's a, but that's the job. You know, it's so important to. I, I did a movie with Spike Lee, and one thing that I learned from working with Spike, and I grew up watching Spike's films and admire, admiring his films. Spike doesn't interact. You might go the whole movie. You might shoot the whole four or five months, and Spike might talk to you twice. He might talk to you maybe twice, three times. <clears throat> he's putting you in a position where he's saying. You're the right guy for the job. You do what you do. I'm going to capture it. I'm going to do what I do. 
And I learned from that. And I said to myself, wow, it's so important for people to be put in a position to succeed to just do their job. You're a fighter. Job right. is to fight. And, and the promoter's job is to promote. The manager's job is to manage, to guide. It's so critical. And that's why it's so beautiful for you guys to work together. Because it, it's a, you don't see it. You know, you, you see father and son relationships right. in boxing more so than anything. Whether it's actual biological We've fathers We've never seen son. this, though. No, that's what I'm saying. And not yeah. successfully. Yes. Whether it's actual biological fathers and son or, or the biological uh, uh, like image. You know, you have a lot of boxers that, that didn't have a father who's, who this, the, the trainer or the manager steps in with this boxing father figure. We've never seen this before. It's yeah, beautiful. But- you know, she has a vested interest, and it's not about the money. It's about At the, all. It's about the the love of family and everything yeah. else. And this is the message that they're sending, which is awesome. Yeah, man, they're really solid. Now, every time that you guys fight, now, is it a situation where you guys feel like they're trying to set you up to pass the torch? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah, and that's a, yeah. Some, that's always something that they um they always kind of hint. Mm-hmm. You know, my age. You know, right. this is why the knockout was so clutch. Right. Because uh, early one too. Out, there's no, <laughs> there is no going to the cards. There's he no, made it look uh, easy. That's what I hear. I was like, man, you made it look uh, easy. And to me, I, I, from the very get go, I, I always say, I won't let it or give it to anyone else's opinion from who wins the fight. Right. I always want to go out there and 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 get that knockout. That's the biggest uh, uh, thing for me, you know. And and it's either you take me out, I'm gonna take you out. Most of the time, I'll take you out. <laughs> A good 90% of the time, you take it down. And I'm going to tell you something, man. People love you for that. People love you, Nanita. So it's so important to know that. Right. You mean a lot to a lot of people. And, it, and it's it's great to have that. It's great to have the 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 image that you're portraying. You know what I mean? That both of you guys are portraying, but of, of a unit. Right. Of a family unit. And what you can accomplish, the world is yours when you have a partner to ride with you. And when you're dedicated and committed like that, it's a beautiful thing. It really, really sure is. is. Now, I want to go get your take on this weekend's boxing, actually. Yeah, not not your any of your fights. Huge fight this weekend, right. Anthony Joshua and Usyk. Uh, Alexander Usyk and Joshua. Ooh. Usyk's trying to, to be the... Trying the, to be the man. The, he's trying to be the man. And what I didn't know, I read about, you know, he's under the banner of the Klitschko brothers. And I didn't know Is that. He, right? He's on the K2 banner as far as, like, that. that's how he got going with Loma's dad and the whole song and dance. But I sort of feel like Klitschko is leaning towards Joshua. Because he knocked him out, which is a, which is a wild. Even though he's my I'm with him. Which is which is a wild, which is a wild concept, right? It's a wild concept. Now, I'm gonna give my take, and you guys go. And we go. We go around uh-huh. the table. I don't like what Anthony Joshua is saying, because Anthony Joshua is saying he had doubt. He no, I didn't hear that. Yeah, he I heard. Him, I heard him say he's been fighting uh, Orthodox fighters. His whole career, I never fight Southpaw fighters, and I've adapted to this style over the last three months. So my biggest thing is going to be, you know, footwork and blah 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 and blah blah blah. And I'm leaning out, just not be by design of leaning out, but because of footwork and training and so on and so forth. I don't like the way that that sounds. Let me tell you what else I don't like. I don't like how Usyk takes punches at heavyweight. Right. From what I've seen in his heavyweight fights, them boys' hands seem to be a lot heavier, real heavy on yes. his face. And he has that slow start. And his body. Which, in the heavyweight division, you, you can't afford slow starts because guys can get you out of there. Especially if he gets knocked down early. With, this is what I'm saying. But I, I don't know about this fight. If I was going to bet, I would bet Anthony Joshua. What do you got? I'm going Joshua. I'm going Joshua just because he's fundamentally sound. He's a big puncher. 
and Usyk hasn't shown that he can take the heavyweight punch like oh was just and, saying. He, and he's rededicated to the sport. Which yeah, is, that's one thing I do. Now like. Joshua said that he did. I, 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 yeah, sport. but Joshua said that he did have doubt during his sparring sessions, and he's been going long and hard with his sparring sessions because you know he's trying to adapt to a new style. But I, I honestly feel like it'll pan out for him. I, I think that he's a good champion, and most people don't like to give him credit just they because don't he lost. Give him credit. You know, but losing is a part of life, and you got to sure you, you have to get up and start all over again. You know, and it builds character and everything else. Well, for me, I mean, I've seen Usyk during the uh, the WBASS, but that was at the uh, cruiserweight, you know, and he had a lot of speed. He was he was uh, he was he was like a little low, a big Loma Lomachenko. That's exactly. Uh-huh. He's hard to hit. He had angles. Yeah. So you know, and and he's only had about two fights, a couple fights in 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 the heavyweights, and like you said, you know, he's taking those big shots, and 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 heavyweights are not the type of shots that you're gonna have to take. Mm-mm. You know, it'll, it'll mess you up. You know, um, but again, I. I I lean on, on intelligence more, you know. Um, I know that that uh, that Anthony Joshua has the, the reach, you know, and and the experience in, in this in this uh, heavy uh, in this division. But um, Usyk has the uh, the experience in fighting orthodox, and I'm gonna give it to him because of, of his ladders. He has more speed, and yes, he the fight can 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 go. Uh, you know, as as fast as, as you know, it can end as fast as as, as anyone can can look because uh, of the of fact that mm-hmm. Joshua got that power. Uh-huh. You know, um, it's just a matter of 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 Usyk just not getting hit with it, and 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 that was his <laughs> forte. You know, that was his forte in the cruiserweight. Now, if he leans towards that by 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 taking this fight the way he did in the cruiserweight, not get hit, then I would lean on towards Usyk, and I'll give Usyk this one because of of of, of what I think that he might go in there. Um, but yeah, that's that's just me being an opposition to you guys. You <laughs> <laughs> yeah, had to do it. Huh? <laughs> 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 Who's gained that weight though? Because his elusiveness. Yes, a lot, he, a lot he hasn't been elusive at the heavyweight. He hasn't. He's he actually seems like he's been easy to find. I think it was Chisora that he fought, and I think it was Chisora. And Chisora, I thought he was gonna get stopped early. I, man, he it didn't look good for no, the first four. But Chisora was out of shape. And he's just not who he's yeah. not. He's not an he's elite not, fighter. Yes. He's a gatekeeper at yeah. that, you know, at that division. Mm-hmm. Anthony Joshua is an elite guy. This is yeah, we're gonna I see. Hundred percent. Who, who, who you who you on, Rachel? Or would you not like to say? No, I mean, like we've had this conversation a couple times. I can't remember who. I might have had it with Juina actually, um, because I was like, like, like him. I was such a fan of Busek at Cruiserweight. Me too. You know, All of us were. Yeah, and so when he moved up. It, it seemed like he, he was trying to bang more. He was getting hit more, of course, you know. And, and so I'm like, where did that, that, that smart, slick boxing go? And I don't know if it was because, okay, when you do gain weight um, and you're going against these guys who are bigger already, like when he went from to up to 126, these, the 126ers right. walked up to 150. Right. Um, so you're forcing your body to, to gain weight, whether, uh, you know, through muscle, through eating more. Is it slowing him down? Is his body not reacting in all the, um, the same reflex uh, speed or whatever? Uh-huh. Yeah, not, yeah. Now you're carrying more weight. You have to train your body to be higher at that higher weight and be able to move that way. Um, so, I mean, for me, like just how strong um, AJ has been, um, it's it's naturally for him to be that way. And that one punch that Usyk might just say, okay, I'm going to take this and then I'm going to counter. And I'm going to see. I agree. I agree. Done. Right? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, that's why I keep her around. 
<laughs> you know, I, that, that was brilliant. That was, that brilliant. was right? I yeah. agree. I agree with you, Rachel. I don't think you can – I haven't seen him. The first fight that he fought, the guy that was in Chicago that stepped in at heavyweight, that dude touched him up early. He did. And, and that guy – He roughed out with him. He bullied him. Yeah, he bullied, that bullied him all around. not – he's a, like a club fighter. He, right, he's like a bar guy. Yeah, and he looked better against Chisora for sure. But, I mean, you're taking a big leap up. Right. You know? This is an elite heavyweight. This is not just a, a regular guy walking around. And I'm also interested to see what uh, Anatoly Lomachenko, Vitaly's dad, uh, 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 Vasily's dad, what his strategy will be if that translates for the bigger size. Right. Because he does train both of them, it seems like, in a very similar move, footwork, yeah. angles, move, footwork, angles. Guy doesn't see the punch, bop, bop, bop. Oh, you're still on him, bop, bop, bop. I don't know. If the heavyweight fighters are interested in any of that. Because- uh, but it, there's always this doubt there anytime you talk about British heavyweight fighters for some reason, though. There is. And there's always a question mark there. And I don't know if that is justified because of the ones that we yeah, have seen historic. in the past. Yeah, it's historic. But Anthony Joshua seems to be a little bit different. I, I don't knock him for losing. That, like I said, that's a part of the sport. That's a part of any sport. So, But with his skill set, I think that he'll be able to – I think he's going to stop him, honestly, later in the fight. I mean, it could be early in the fight. It could it be early. Be, yeah, I mean, I, if, I, if he decides, I, I, like, I, honestly, like, he decides to take that one hit or quitter, that's it. It's going to go the wrong way. Yeah. But I'm interested to see, just like how Rachel said, how he moves. Yes. I want to see how Usyk moves. Because he light on he's his been toes? a heavyweight, he hasn't been light on his toes. No. He looks sluggish. And it's going to be some time in that fight where he's going to have to stand there and bang. And, I mean, and, you're not going to be able to run the whole time. And right. when you have to stand there and bang, is he going to be able to oh, take yeah. that? And the thing, too, is that as much as, as Anthony Joshua was just getting used to fighting Southpaw, but one thing that he has and learned from Lennox Lewis and, and the Klitschko's is that jab and 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 staying and range, you know, and pushing you off with that jab and and okay. guiding you. So if if even if Osek and I'm still gonna go for Osek anyway, <laughs> even if he does go, don't do it. Even if he does go underneath, um, Joshua can can just lean that jab over and 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 take that distance away from him. You know, uh, so I mean. Nobody knows what's gonna happen in a heavyweight fight. That's what's awesome about it. What about That's the Fury? Right. What about the Fury fight coming up? Fury Wilder. Oh man, you know, it's just a different story, man. I mean, people can say that Wilder is is is, is training differently and, and he's changing different and all that and doing some different stuff, but then you still have a guy who's slick and, and see your punches. Right. And, and can counter you over, and, and he has a confidence, you know. But if he's overconfident, that could be a big problem. But we know that he's the undertaker because he got knocked down and he came back he up. He sure did. <laughs> he came back up. <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing no one's ever seen. That was unbelievable. Yeah, it was crazy. That was great. We were there. Rise! We were there. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> And chunked him. He did. Uh, we talk about it all the time. Yeah, because he stole that round. I almost. don't feel like enough people give him credit for what he did after he pulled the Undertaker. Because in that twelfth round, he got up and he beat the crap out of Deontay Wilder for the rest of that round, which was even more impressive, right. to be honest. Because he was holding on at that point. Yeah, yeah. By the end of that round, Deontay was holding on. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be interesting to see. But I mean, I've watched nineteen rounds of them fighting. I've seen Deontay Wilder win two rounds. And I don't think so, Deontay can change that much, even though he's had this time off. But I will say the time will help him. Yeah, definitely. To, but he's always got the punch. But most of the good boxers are going to try to take that away well, from him and then what he's going to do. This, to, to, to what Nanito said, 
Tyson Fury has taken that punch yes. a few times. Yes. If you go back in the second fight at the bell, Deontay Wilder tried to knock him out at the opening bell. Sure did. He came he out and right checked we saw his the <laughs> right Johnny on the spot. And he he rolled it and he came back. And <laughs> we all know what happened there. Obviously, yeah. Deontay Wilder's gear was too heavy. And that's the only reason <laughs> that he no, no. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. It's it was Mark Spike. Mark Breland did it. Uh, Mark Breland did it. That's what it was. <laughs> Anyways, I ain't in front of Bomb Squad. That's the homie. I, I didn't appreciate the excuses, but that's the homie. So I'm wishing them both well. Yeah. Well, oh, we ain't going to take up your whole day. Hey, thank you to the awesome. Billionaire family for coming yes. out. You guys are great. You guys are great people. We pray for you guys. Keep it up. Uh, tell the people where they can find you on social media. Um. Uh, on Facebook and, and Instagram, Nonito Donair Jr. And then on Twitter, it's Filipino Flash. Okay. Anything else? Rachel? You- oh, mine's Twitter. Uh, Twitter is <laughs> Queen. And then uh, on Facebook and Instagram is just Rachel Donair. Okay. All right. Hey, we love you guys. Thank you so much. Yes. You guys are family in the Ozone. Anytime you want to come. And if you want to come hang out at our field. You know, you're welcome. Yeah. You're coming. Yeah, We're set it up. Throw a couple of passes around. Oh, thank you guys. Thank you guys for having us, man. It was fun. It was it was just fun, man. It was fun. Good. He's just laughing. That's what it's all about. And yeah. I'm grateful to you guys for having me on, having her on, and just having this great conversation, man. So and for sure he's gonna be fighting December. Um, just a quick snippet of what your question was earlier. Um, Casimiro, uh, apparently from yesterday's face off, they had a face off in the Philippines, well, on Zoom or whatever, um, had said that they're having some internal issues, um, with, uh, MP promotions. Mm. So, um, and then of course we all saw WBC mandated, uh, Gabayo, but Gabayo is also advised by Sean Gibbons. So it's going to be interesting to see. We told Casimiro, we're like, listen, if you want to fight, we already have been sitting here for a month. You're going to go have to talk to Sean Gibbons if he decides to put you back in or and sidelines, um, sidelines, bio, yeah, or whatever. But I mean, like, there's that. And then I know Jason Maloney, I believe, was calling you out as well. I mean, there's so many. Everybody's calling me up, man. <laughs> they want this better change your number. Yeah, everybody <laughs> want to call you out. <laughs> yeah. But either um, way, it's December. 52. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I tell you, man, it speaks to where you are. Yeah. It speaks to what your legacy is and speaks to where you are because people want to share the ring with you and they know that that will elevate them. And that just speaks to what you guys have built. And I think it's, I, I think that there's more to come. So we look forward to seeing you guys in December when that time comes. You come, you, you come back on. Definitely. Speak on it. We will do everything we can to promote the fight. Thank you, guys, man. You guys are amazing, brothers. Thank you. Appreciate y'all, man. Stay All right, man. One, two. Ladies and gentlemen, what a, what, a, what a great time. Now they can look in the camera like they don't know if they're there. It's like rook, rook star, man. It's like when first time we played Wimbley, right? It's like when Rigo first came up with the riff. You said, Yes, nice, man. Nice, It's great, man. Now, this is a really solid time on the Ozone, folks. Uh, Nanito Denaire, Rachel Denaire, come on. What do you want from us? The Ozone, ladies and We're gentlemen. We're leaving it all on the field. We have to. Come We're leaving on. it right there. Come on. Ah, well, won't cover football right now, um, but at least Rodgers scored for me. I still got blasted. But I know, but Rodgers, I mean, he showed up. He showed, you know, is it going to be consistent? That's the thing. I don't know, but Lamar but, Jackson's going to start for me now. I don't care what they talk oh, about. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that dude, he got the job done out there in the big time. 
But we, we give you another. We give you an espresso shot about some football. Right. Bring back Trucker Dave. Maybe right. even Cowboy, cowboy Kev. Kev. Oh, <laughs> Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Goo goo. Got me done. Right here yeah. on the field. At the house. Going to leave you with a quote from James Baldwin, ladies and gentlemen. And it is, not every problem that is faced can be fixed. But no problem that isn't faced can ever be fixed. Go into your problems head on, folks. We're here. We're with each other. We're all for one another, and we're in this stew together. This is the Ozone. Ozone. I'm just living